Coaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main manager, Bron Curtis. What's going on today, Gibbs? It's going good. We're halfway through the season. we got one more game tonight in the cold. Monday Night Football, Giants versus Cardinals. I'm looking forward to seeing... Um, uh, not Cardinals. Sorry. Who are they playing? Uh, it's the Bucks versus the Giants tonight. The Bucks versus... Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, I got DeAndre Hopkins on my brain, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, freaking want to see what Tom Brady does. He's been playing in Tampa Bay. Nice weather so far this year, I would say. And he gets to come back in the cold weather. Like, we used to say, like, last year, he kind of just butters out after, like, August, I mean, October. And we'll see how he fares tonight. It's kind of windy up here, being that we're in New Jersey. So, I'm looking forward to how to see he performs. Yeah, no. Uh, it's definitely, uh, I have some players still, some games of mine are being decided with tonight's game. So, I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's... It seems to be a one-sided affair, but, you know, it's football, it's football. Let's take what we can get out of it right now, guys. Um, but let's get right into today's topics. Uh, obviously, it's uh, it's Tuesday, guys, so we're doing our waiver show, plus we'll be doing our uh, kind of like a buy-sell weekly re- rewind that we've been doing this last couple of weeks now that I seem to be getting good reviews on. So uh, we'll be doing that today. And But first, we got to go over some news. There's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, big injuries Took place this weekend. Uh, definitely not excited about it, but let's start with the 49ers. Man, they can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, Tevin Coleman came back finally, but he left with knee, some knee pain in this game. Uh, his status is still unknown. Uh, Jimmy G got benched at some point with an ankle injury that he's going to be out an extended period of time. Uh, so we're looking at Nate Mullins possibly back at the starting quarterback position. And then obviously the biggest downfall news that hurt me a lot was george kittle jibs foot injury broken bone in his foot uh he's out at least eight weeks which we're in week nine so that's week 17 so that's the rest of the regular fantasy football season and playoffs uh so uh man jibs this is not good uh is it time to just get rid of all these 49er players on your team <laughs> not are you not Ayuk, yes. Uh, him and Nate Mullins seem to have some kind of connection this past week because he had a lot of garbage time with him. Uh, does you know George Kittle going down, does that make you somewhat interested in maybe a Jordan Reed who's coming back off injury or maybe a, a Ross Dwelly uh, to fill in for George Kittle? Not really, but George, Jordan Reed, if he does come back to the field, I think they did activate him off IR, I think. Too, so. I believe they did. Yes, I believe he was activated, or he's has he's in that open window at least. I mean, he's somewhat interesting. Um, some stuff going on in the beginning of the year when uh, Kittle was out. Yeah, I mean, he had that twenty point game against. I mean, the Jets, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, still, I mean, that could be somewhat interesting. Again, it kind of sucks. You really don't want anyone outside of Brandon Ayuk and maybe Raheem Mostert. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, it's kind of sad what's going on with this 49er team. They're just dying from injury right now so uh 
Um, next on the list here, Darrell Henderson left with a thigh injury uh, about somewhere in the third quarter. Um, again, doesn't seem to be too serious. Haven't heard any news on it. Again, they're on a bye, so it really doesn't matter. Or we would be talking up Cam Akers right now, but we're not yet. So uh, he's kind of just ha- hanging around there. A.J. Dillon has COVID and will be out on Thursday. And that game is also somewhat in jeopardy. Uh, I know a lot of players are starting to get COVID cases, as if you've seen today. Um, T.Y. Hilton suffered a groin injury, but it's not too bad. Um, Adam Humphrey's concussion. Um, Ravens offensive line. Uh, Ronnie Stan- Stanley, is that his name right? Yeah. yeah uh, if you saw that, his ankle just snapped in half uh, against that Pittsburgh Steelers game. Pretty brutal. Um, Kenyon Drake is already expected to be out, possibly week nine. And then three more things. Well, two more, because we're going to talk about one later on. Uh, Jake Lupton uh, is probably going to be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars going into week nine. Menchu is definitely going to be out for this game. Um, again, it could be Mike Glennon still, but uh, are there concerns, Jibs, with you with the switch from Menchu now for the rest of these fantasy wire players in Jacksonville? Not Robinson. I think they'll probably lean on a little bit more with the running game, but the wide receivers I'm out on. We weren't starting the tight end either way, but we'll see who gets the hot hand early on or if they get the hot hand going. We did see um, changes at quarterback, sometimes not the solution to the team, but I'm off limits on that wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, he did have a little bit of an injury concern, supposedly, that he's been high, count, somewhat keeping from the team. Um, so, but I, I mean, I like this guy, Jake Lutton. Um, I was a little high on, I was definitely high on him following the draft process. Um, I like what he's able to do, you know, quick things about him. I mean, he had a strong arm. Uh, he was a guy who looked very comfortable in a pocket, a pro ready play style. He was in, in college. Uh, again, he looked very, in terms of for the Jags, he looked very kind of, Look at his first option, and then if not, dump it to the RB, which, again, will be good for James Robinson a whole bunch a lot from fantasy. That's kind of why I'm still also high on TJ, uh, DJ, DJ Shark uh, because number one option, maybe he's going to get fed with the ball. Who knows? Uh, so we'll happen to see how that works this week. Um, again, it could very well be Mike Lennon. We've seen Mike Lennon kind of air the ball out of times, but, again, nothing special. Again, these aren't pickup players right now. So, um, And then the last thing, Kenny Galladay. Boy, Kenny G, expected to be out this week, possibly hit IR uh, with his hip injury. Um, so what does this kind of do for this Lions team now, Jibs? Well, I think they're going to have to make the targets flow. And they were doing that already, but you could see TJ Hawkinson having more appeal and tougher matchups like we saw against the Colts last week. We could see Marvin Jones just putting Xavier Rhodes in a blender once again. Just like that, he could be more fantasy relevant. So I'm not out on this offense. They've been playing pretty well. Sucks they couldn't come up with the, um, I guess, the victory or whatnot. But it's good for the Lions. It's not good that they lost Galladay, but I think they'll be all right. Like, they didn't have him for much of the season already. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm some, I mean, I'm kind of fading on Matthew Stafford as, as a whole. I mean, I think he just kind of takes a knockdown overall for me. Uh, Marvin Jones, we've seen him have that opportunity, and he didn't perform last time, so maybe this time around he can kind of show his worth. Um, 
Uh, Quintus Cephas is a guy who kind of reappears from, in my eyes, had 13 targets over the first two weeks when Galladay was not playing. Um, Max Hall, uh, he was somebody who stepped up big time in this game. Again, he didn't do too much in his so far in his career, so his name, I guess we'll keep it, we'll talk about him a little bit, keep his eye on. Obviously, like Jib says, TJ Hawkinson, maybe DeAndre Swift sees some more targets out of the backfield. That's always a plus for those DeAndre Swift fans. Um, it's just, it's an interesting situation now. It might be more spread out than more heavily targeted on Kenny G anymore. So that might be able to open up the offense a little bit there than it knowing that who it's going to be going to most likely most times and not. So blow for Kenny G owners. Uh, I don't know what to really do. I mean, if you could trade him now and say, see if someone wants to use him for the playoffs and take that risk, I would consider it. I'm definitely going to try to do that myself right now and see if I can get something for him so I can help myself out right now in this situation. So. It's not good, Jibs. Not good at all. <sighs> I thought about it. Uh, you should take the trade. Take my trade. But, all right, let's get into the weekend rewind. Buy or sell. Start with the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the Bills won this one. Cam Newton fumbled at the end of the game. Uh, but Damien Harris uh, kind of came back to life again. I think he had 16 carries for over 100 yards in this game, plus a touchdown. But are you buying this, Jibs? Are you buying into this performance here? Oh, no. I still think if the Patriots' volatility could be crazy from week to week. That could be Cam. That could be James White. It could be Rex Burkhead for all I know. But he did have a very good game on the ground. So I still don't think he's making my starting lineup, but he's getting more closer to it. Yeah, um, again, it's encouraging to see him get this target share off there for sure again. I mean... But again, it was in a matchup where it was favorable for him to really do well until late in the game where he kind of lost that. He does versus the Jets next week, so that is somewhat encouraging um, on that Monday night game. Before, you know the Monday night game next week is Jets-Patriots, man? I'm just not going to even watch football after Sunday anymore. Um, yeah, so I'm not really buying into that much. Again, he's someone we're talking the waiver show slightly, but he's not someone I'm buying because Sony Michelle's coming back at some point soon I know he got activated from the IR um, again it was just a good game for him uh, for me it's like a sell high I'm not really buying this is something that's going to continue week in and week out because the way the offense is running um, going over the Buffalo side of the Bills um, uh, changing the guards here and it really upsets me Jibs as you know my Devin Singletary love but who do you want rest of season Devin Singletary or Zach Moss I don't want Zach Moss out too just seems like he's playing better they're kind of pushing him giving him the ball and Devin Singletary did have his time in the offense but he still hasn't made much out of it as we've seen so far even with Zach Moss being out on the hampered up with injury for a couple weeks yeah um, I'm right there with you unfortunately I hate to say it though because I love Devin Singletary but uh, it, it's based about opportunity, and they're not giving Devin Singletary the right opportunity. Again, he ran just as well as Zach Moss did. Uh, I saw no difference in that. Again, he didn't step up when he should have stepped up, but again, I, I saw no difference in what he performed than Zach Moss, but Zach Moss got two touchdowns. And in fantasy, it's not about... It's about fantasy points, and the fact that Zach Moss played more snaps this week than Devin Singletary, I'd want him more. Again, he comes with risk because he is somewhat of an injury-prone guy. He missed three games this season already. Does that come up again at some point? I don't know. But 
at the fact right now that it's all about opportunity and Zach Moss is seeing the goal line work. Um, he's seeing six this past week compared to Singletary's one. So yeah, it's to me guys, it's it's Zach Moss. He's someone also on somewhat of a waiver out there that could be out there for you. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, um, I'm definitely on the leaning towards the Zach Moss side now. So. And going over the next game. Titans Bengals. Uh, this was a shocker. Uh, Bengals got a dub here. Uh, Joe Burrow put the team back on his back again, once again, and, and showed some great, great work here. So, and again, another game without Joe Mixon, though. But what do we do with Joe Mixon now, Jibs? I mean, he's missed two games now. Do we buy? Are we buying low on Mixon? Or are we trying to just sell Mixon off as much as for what we can if someone thinks that he can come back? I think you should buy him. Buy low on him. Yeah, buy low on them. We see what Giovanni Bernard could do in this offense. Joe Mixon, obviously, fancy owners who had him probably weren't too happy with the beginning of the season, but we can see what a alpha player can do. I think Joe Mixon is an elite talent, and so I think he could do as much, maybe less, <laughs> based off his re- uh, beginning of the season performance. But I would want the true running back on this offense. And if you could get him low, you get him low. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind buying low on him. Um, again, I wouldn't actively go out there and tr- force my way to get him because, again, we don't know what this injury is doing right now. He's got a bye week, which is great. So if that heals up during the bye week, he comes back, it's perfect. Again, he's got some tough matchups against Pittsburgh and Washington, but then he gets the Giants, the Dolphins, the, the Cowboys, and then in Week 16 he gets Houston Texans. Great matchups all right around there for the run game. So for me, it's like... It's like if you want to take a shot on him right now, you should definitely do it. Um, just expect we don't know what that injury is, so you're taking some other risk. Don't spend the pot to get him. That's why you buy low on him right now, and and that's kind of where I'm at with him. I, I I buy into the fact that you should buy low on him. And then on the flip side of the ball, Jibs, oh man, oh boy, Jonu Smith, man, uh, three straight games now, poor poor performances now. Uh, are you concerned about Joe? Uh, not Joe Mixon, uh, Gio. Jonu Smith right now? I'm concerned about both of them, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, like we've seen once they had a wide receiver, established wide receiver back in the offense, he kind of just offensively just been not involved. Like, we did see Ferkster have some moments when he was hurt, but Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are playing very exceptional right now, so... There's not that many mouths to feed on an offense that's throwing 30 times a game, you'll say, but and running the ball probably 35 times a game. So it's going to come with some lumps, but that was a layup matchup and we got nothing. Yeah, um, I'm definitely getting concerned. I, I want to give him another week at least. Again, he was coming off an injury the first couple weeks here now. I like, you know, you have to assume that has to take somewhat of an effect in his game right now, what he's doing on the field. Uh, I'd want to give it one more week before he's like a guy who I'm kind of just off the rail with right now. If you can, if you're in a need situation, like I got to find a solution for my tight end position, then he may be somewhat of a cut candidate for me. Like I'm buying this concern right now because, you know, Corey Davis is looking nice. AJ, AJ Brown is nice right now. I mean, maybe with Adam Humphreys getting hurt, he could be out next week. That is giving me hope that maybe... Jonu Smith can take those third targets, maybe the 2B if you want to call it, and maybe do something next week. But that that's where I'm at. I, we're, I'm definitely on the concerning side with him moving forward. He's getting close for me to being done. 
And going over the Raiders-Browns game, this is, was one of a, I thought it would be somewhat of a shootout, but it turned into a 13-6 win for the Raiders, um, leaning off of Josh Jacobs and his 31 carries off 128 yards. Uh, is it time to sell, though, Jibs, on Josh Jacobs' 100-yard game? He, I mean, he had, he's had three fantasy games over 10 points and half point PPR. Oh, four now. One target. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was so torn on that, man. I, I didn't know what to do. But I think you could take some lumps for two more weeks. And then when that schedule opens up, when you get Kansas City, Atlanta, the Jets... I think that could help you out, propel you still, but I do fear what you said, though. Like, you can't have your pretty much first or second round pick in fantasy drafts giving you that low output in half PPR leagues. That's not sustainable, and you'll definitely end up on some losing sides in those weeks. But I'm keeping them. Yeah, I, I understand, and I wrote that in there because I understand the fact that people might want to sell off on him on a, on a good performance. I just don't know what you're going to get for Josh Jacobs that make him somewhat of a sell high. You'd have to package him up with someone else, I feel like, to really get a good value of what you're getting rid of because he's got some decent games against the Chargers a couple times. He's got Kansas City, he's got the Jets, he's got Miami as a finish off the season. But he's got a couple tough ones like Denver. Atlanta's actually pretty good against the run and Indianapolis at some point. So you have to kind of take the good with the bad and you have to expect them to be in situations where they maybe have to throw the ball more. That is a concern with me. But I just don't know what good value you're really going to get. You might as well hold on and, and go with a guy who's getting you almost 20 carries a game. So for me, it's like it, you can sell him high, but I'd prefer not to. And the second one here... Is it a good time to buy low on Jarvis Landry after seeing 11 targets this past week, Jibs? Oh, yeah. You definitely buy him. And um, you get 11 targets in that Browns offense, I think you do have some appeal. And Landry does it all. He doesn't go deep often, but he is a reliable target for Baker Mayfield. So it's a bye week. You might get him even for a discounted rate if the fantasy manager needs a roster spot filled or something, you know, upgrade the flex. I mean, he could be even on waivers for you, for God's sake. Who knows? I think he is in waivers in one of our leagues that we're in together, I think. Um, yeah, you could buy low. I'll buy that you could buy low. I just don't know if I would want to really buy low on him. I mean, I don't see his upside right now in this offense here. Uh I mean, Austin Hooper's coming back. Nick Chubb is going to be hopefully back after their bye. And then Kareem Hunt's going to see involvement in the passing game. Again, he had 11 targets this week and didn't do much with them. And again, I know the wind conditions were pretty bad. So, like, is it is it really upside for him to be a top 24 wide receiver the rest of the season? I don't know. And that's kind of where I'm at with him right now. I mean, if you want to buy low, buy low. But I, I think you might be disappointed if you're not going to see the production you want to see out of him because he's the wide receiver one on this Cleveland Browns team now and going over the Colts Lions game Phillip Rivers came up big um and this was part of the news that I wanted to save here now uh Jibs but is it time to panic on Jonathan Taylor after a really poor performance and Jonathan Wilkins uh Jordan Wilkins came out of nowhere and just dominated this past week. I'm um, standing ground. I'm not going to panic. You're not going to panic? Game. One, One game. game. Uh, okay. He's, Jordan Wilkins has been playing pretty well. 
and he's been running pretty efficient as well. So I do see some worries there, and Hines was involved pretty well too. So it's a rotating cog with that Indianapolis. But I'll only be panicking with Jonathan Taylor if you like probably bought him recently and you paid the price for it. But other than that, he's probably your third or kind of second I wouldn't say third but maybe like your third running back in most leagues I would feel like around that range like would you trade him away to get Josh Jacobs right now Kareem Hunt Zeke I'll trade him for Josh Jacobs um but <laughs> I've seen that float around a lot and I don't think it's a bad deal okay okay uh, I think it really depends on where you're at. I'm definitely on a somewhat of a panic. Like, I'm, like, on a five right now, my panic meter. Six, maybe. Uh, for me right now, it, the fact is that coming off a of bye, you expect him to see more involvement, but he just didn't. And that's kind of why I waited to talk about the news part is that, you know, reports for today that he had some, he was kind of banged up and dealing with somewhat of an ankle injury. Um, so that could have caused him to kind of possibly not see a bigger workload this past week because of those reasons he suffered and i think i believe it was in this game actually so that could be part of the issue here um it really depends on where you're at right now if you're a team that needs production right now and can't wait for maybe another week or two for him to really take off because his matchups are that great i mean again josh jacobs is again he's getting 20 carries a game uh jonathan taylor's getting 11 or 12 carries a game almost so uh, it really depends on where you're at. If your team's strong and you think you could hold off a little bit more before, and hopefully Jonathan Taylor gets that breakout game coming soon enough, then yeah, do that. But the panic meter is getting there. And another poor performance in this past week, I believe they versus the Ravens, could be another concern. But, I mean, following that, guys, they play, I mean, Tennessee, Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston, the, Va- the Raiders, Houston. Uh, those are really great running game matchups. So we'll have to see. I mean, this was a good matchup too, so... Um, it, it's it's a rough one right now. So, and going over to the uh, next game here, the not the same game actually. I'm sorry, but the Lions. T.J. Hawkinson has been somewhat of a great, low key, solid tight end this season here. Jibs, uh, he's actually RB tight end four right now on the season. I believe it is. Uh, you know who tight end five is? Mark Andrews right now. Uh, after three ba- bad weeks, um. Who would you rather have right now, rest of the season, TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews? I like. You weren't. Consistency. Consistency. And I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson. Um, I just feel like I had Mark Andrews in one league this year, and it's been a roller coaster affair. Like, when you mean like boom or bust, or touchdown or bust tight end, like, he's like the poster boy right there. And even though Hawkinson gets, like, maybe, like, seven targets and he pretty much catches, like, five balls a game, like, he's pretty good on those targets. Like, we did say, like, he had drops earlier on in his rookie year, but he's sure making um, those woes disappear this year. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of on the same page with you. I kind of might consider it. Uh, For me, I mean, I like Mark Andrews. He's a great buy-low candidate right now, but with... Kenny G going out right now. TJ Hawkinson is in doing for more targets, and he's been consistent. And again, it might be a touchdown and 10 yards. Not great, but a 10-point game each and every single week from a tight end is something you really want consistency in. And he's been able to do it with also bigger games as well. And the fact that this offense is going to be behind in more games than the Ravens will be this season probably, 
is probably a fact where you're going to want to get a guy who they're going to be throwing the ball more to on a consistent basis. Again, he's been seeing like consistent. I mean, he had his most targets this season in, with 10 this week. Um, I don't know if Mark Andrews is going to consistently see these targets every single week. And uh, the way this offense is playing and the way Lamar Jackson's playing, TJ Hawkinson, I think, is the better rest of the season value for me. But don't get me wrong, Mark Andrews is a great buy low right now. So uh, I'm going over the Vikings-Packers game. This was a shocker over the Vikings win here. But um, again, Kirk Cousins throws 14 balls, Jibs. Uh, Dalvin Cook does all the work, basically. Uh, are you concerned with this wide receiver core moving forward now that um, Dalvin Cook is kind of back and seems healthy? I don't know. It's I think it's just a bad week. Like They literally blew the Packers up with their running game, and they didn't really need Kirk Cousins, but I don't think it's going to be as efficient as that every week. So I still have some faith in Jefferson. Um, I wasn't really too high on Thielen. So... It's, you may have to consider like kind of fading them in some tougher matchups, or if you have some guys you think that might have better matchups than them, you could play them. But you could be wary of the guys, but they're still worth rostering. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're definitely still worth rostering. I mean, you're gonna have to expect there's gonna be a couple games where Kirk Cousins gonna throw 14 balls. You just have to find the right game. I mean, if there's a matchup where again the Packers were one of the worst run defenses in the league. Uh, you'd have to assume that they're going to attempt to throw Dalvin Cook out there and run him as much as they can to win games because he's a he's a, literally a monster, uh, literally a top three back right now in in, in fantasy and in the NFL right now. Um, but you're going to have to kind of play out the scenarios. I mean, I guess this was a, to be a scenario where the Packers are going to be heading this game, but uh, you just have to watch the run defenses in this and. If there's a good run defense, that's not the time to play the Vikings defense, uh, Vikings wide receivers, and you hold them again. You don't drop Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson right now. You can't do that yet. So I think Mike Zimmer plays fantasy because he just like, oh, Dalvin Cook's back. Let's smash that. Boom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking Zex. Man, I, I hope that's not the case because I, I don't have any Dalvin Cook shares this year. So uh, let's go over the next part. Uh, has Jamal Williams now successfully having two great back-to-back weeks now without Aaron Jones? Does this kind of hurt Aaron Jones the rest of the season now? Hmm. I think it might. Like, Aaron Jones was running pretty steadily, and we were all saying, oh, Jamal Williams will get, like, a f- good portion of that the running back carries. But it was the Aaron Jones show, and now he's coming back. He did log in a limited practice I saw before we hopped on the podcast. So you could see Jamal Williams maybe being a little mainstay in the offense, maybe getting used more to save Aaron Jones' legs, but it kind of does put a little hamper on it. I'm not going to lie. I, I would think. I, I think that, you know, I think he earned somewhat of a more of a role in this offense here for me personally. You, you've seen what he's able to do over the last two weeks now. It, it's something that you have to take in somewhat of consideration. And if Aaron Jones, it continues to, they continue to kind of rest him and work his way back in the lineup right now, yeah, that's going to be a concern. So I, I don't know if Aaron Jones is an RB1 rest of the season right now. He might be more of a low-end RB1 than he, what he was as a high-end almost at one point. Uh, but Jamal Williams definitely earned himself a, a bigger role, I think, in this offense moving forward. I got one. All right. What do you got? Well, Devontae Adams finished with 16 touchdowns this season. 
Uh, will he finish at 16 touchdowns this season? Well, he's currently sitting... Where is he sitting right Seven. now? Seven. Uh, looking at his matchups real quick. I think he does. I think he gets another nine before the season's over. I I, I believe I firmly believe that. Yeah, I can believe it. All right. Buy or sell or sixteen and a half over under. I think he gets sixteen. I don't think he gets any higher. Okay. Go seventeen. Okay. Come back to this later. Okay, we'll have to talk about this again and see what happens next week, see if he gets it to go. Maybe Alan, Alan Lazar coming back is going to be helpful. Um, Jets, Jets, Chiefs, I mean, Pat Mahomes just wanted to have fun today, and he, that's what he did on Sunday. He just threw five touchdowns and said, whatever. Um, but uh, CEH, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, another kind of mediocre, not even really mediocre, poor game. Uh, are there concerns with him? 14 carries over the last two games now? There's some concern, but I still think I'm going to rock with him. He's still the lead back. You're on the best offense in the football. Yeah, uh, Le'Veon Bell is there now. He did have a shabby game. I thought he would score. I put a pretty good uh, dollar amount on him to score, but... I just I just don't know with him. Like he hasn't been like that locked and loaded guy that we were all expecting him to be on this great offense. But he's still getting a lot of rushing attempts and does have a pretty good um, amount of rushing yards this year too. So it's it's pretty hard. I don't know. It was a Pat Mahomes day. Like he had two yeah. bad games and he blew up. That's guy. That's kind of how I see it. It was just a game where it was a get right game for Mahomes and he needed this to get himself back on track. And unfortunately, the run game suffered. And they weren't needed in this game as much. But have no fear, guys. I mean, they have Carolina and the Raiders over the next two, three weeks. So oh they should be somewhat of a comeback trail. I don't have that much concerns. I mean, he clearly saw more workload than Le'Veon Bell. So I was happy to see that, even with uh, the Bell playing the Jets. So I have no concerns with that whatsoever. And the Jets just suck. Bye, that. That's that's all I'm gonna say about. It. There's really nothing to buy or low on that. Buy or sell on oh, that. Oh, I had one. I had one. What's up? Is the Jets kicker the best fantasy option on the team? Uh, no. Whoever plays the slot receiver for the Jets is still the best player. Okay. Is he the second best option? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, right. Yep. I Next think the Jets kicker may be the second best option on that team. Two. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, let's keep it moving here. We got a lot to get through still. Dolphins, Rams. My boy, the Dolphins got their win. Two had a, eh, well, not the best game, but it's okay. Um, which wide receiver, though, would you rather have the rest of the season? Cooper Cup or Bob Woods? I want... This is right. There's even... They are very even. I mean, I will show you their points. I mean, Bob Woods has... Uh, about four, he's got about 17, about 14 more fantasy points than uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup is killing in targets, but Woods has the touchdowns, and he has almost he has 100 yards on the ground, Jibs. Yeah, I want the rushing yards. Give me Woods. He's got six touchdowns to Cup's two, but 100 less yards or so. So, yeah, I'm on the same page. I want Woods because Woods is clearly the guy getting these touchdowns uh, over Cooper Cup, and... Um, yeah, you know what's upsetting? The Rams play Seattle in Week 17. We don't get two games of them playing Seattle. Very upsetting. Oh, 
very upsetting. But I, I think I'd rather have Bob Woods on on that too. It's just that he's he's clicking on these touchdowns, and while Cooper Cup is getting targets, he's not getting touchdowns, and it's been four games now without a touchdown. So uh, I like Bob Woods. His versatility on that offense is just something I like. Uh, Devontae Parker had uh, one catch, three yards, and a touchdown. Um, are you you know do you want to buy into Devontae Parker right now? discussing about it but i have lamar hopefully he can pick it up but i i think you could buy it and if you believe parker kind of will be bound into it could get a sea legs in the offense like he didn't really throw much in the game i'm sure you saw they were just kind of just run run pass run run roll out pass so it's going to be hard, but I think there's going to be a point where they do click, and then if you could get that opportunity, you probably won't have to pay much to buy into Parker, you know? Yeah, no. I, I, I kind of buy. I'll buy. I could buy low into him still. I still want to see what Tua does when the actual real game comes up. Um, Steelers-Ravens. This was a shootout game. Um, rank. How would you rank the Steelers wide receivers moving forward? Oh. Juju. Uh... Claypool, Deontay Johnson, because Deontay Johnson seems to be out the game every, or, I don't know, he's, he's always hurt. Actually, I'll, I'll still do Deontay second. Okay. Deontay second. So, you, okay, yeah, I'm on the same board. Juju, Deontay, Claypool. Um, again, these are all guys who are, like, low-end low wide receiver twos with all wide, all with all wide receiver one upside. Um, they all have their moments. It's just like you have to find the right one at the right time, really, with these guys. I mean, they're, I think they're more flex options every week than they're actually wide receiver twos for you because you just don't know who you're gonna, who's going to be the top guy and who's going to get hurt in every single game. So that's kind of how I see it. Uh, Hollywood Brown. What did you think about the um, Connor performance? Again, it, it was a team. It was a situation where they were kind of ahead and behind, and he's fine. He's still a He's still a low-end RB1, I think, in fantasy right now. I think he's a top-12 running back right now. He's seeing the carries. He's getting touchdowns. He's getting yards. I have no problems with him. Uh, Hollywood Brown, is he droppable? Uh, he feels hot droppable. you got to hold him. He just made that cry to get more targets, more opportunity. And I, I'm going to believe it. I think it's going to be that get-right game for him next week, possibly. But... He does have a tough competition against the Colts, so I might have to wait two weeks on that. But yeah. he hasn't really been doing much. Really. He pretty much lucked into a touchdown to save his day. I want to say luck, but he caught a pretty good ball. But that was basically his whole performance. And you drafted him probably as your wide receiver three this year in drafts, and it's pretty much not open like that. You could have got T. Higgins for dirt cheap and putting in more significant players. So Yeah. Um... I heard yeah, he's not. I don't think I would drop him yet, guys. He's, he's got matchups coming down the road that are very favorable, but uh, another week or two, and I yeah, I would consider at that point uh, if he's not getting more tar- than two targets. I mean, yeah, definitely consider that. Um, going to the Chargers Broncos game, you know, this was a what a comeback from Drew Locke here. Um, but what running back? And I wrote the wrong name here, but what running back for the Broncos would you want rest of the season? Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon? I went Philip Lindsay. Gordon. You're taking Gordon. Gordon. I'm taking Lindsay. 
If Lindsay stays healthy, I think he's just going to see more of the groundwork and just be more overall productive than Melvin Gordon has looked bad in the run game. But he saw six, five targets this past week, so. That's just his, like, shining hope right there. Yeah. Joshua Kelly, uh, another poor game, finished third in snaps on running backs. Uh, is he a droppable player? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I'm slowly buying into that, yeah. Um, I, again, this was a, I mean, next was a good matchup, but, I mean, this is Justin Jackson's real field with him kind of mixing in when he can. But he's been very inefficient in this run, so. Yeah, he has one stop on that bus. Yeah. And if it don't shine next week, hey, man. Yeah, he's, he, his, his stop is coming, I think. And if it's not this week, it's next week, so. Um, Bears and Saints, this was a really, you know, str- tough game for the, both of them overall. I mean, the Saints prevailed in overtime, but Dave Montgomery saw some signs of life with his best rushing day yet this season. Uh, is that a sign of hope for him moving forward? In a tough I, matchup? I have Montgomery in a lot of leagues, and I don't think there's no hope moving forward. Like, that run. I mean, that was a tough was matchup, a, though. It was a tough matchup, but, like, a lot of that production came off that 50-yard scamper, too. So, maybe, I would say if that's half of it, then it's, like, another 50-yard game, you know? So, like, I'm I'm still, I'm pessimistically optimistic, I'll say. Yeah. Um, to, I mean, yeah, the 50-yard run, yeah, that's definitely concerning there. But, I mean, this hope, I mean, he's got t- he's had tough matchups the last three or four weeks. I mean, there's some good ones. Even before the bye is pretty good. Overall, it's just a good matchup. I mean, you have to hold him if you can and see if he – you have to really run the dice with him and see if it all works with him. Um, what do you do with Michael Thomas at this point? Hmm. Do you buy in him? You- do you sell him? You sell him, you buy him, you sell him again. I feel like it's like... <sighs> I'd rather just sell him and get off the team, honestly. I, I, I'm concerned a little bit. You think he gets dealt with the trade that then? I don't think he gets dealt, right, but so. I don't think he... Uh, he doesn't... He doesn't. That's him selling. He's not traded. But I'm, I'm, I'd am i rather just get Michael Thomas off my team right now. As an owner, I had him for eight weeks so far. I'm going to hold on. All right. All right, uh, so let's go over the next game here. Uh, we're going to finish it off here with the Cowboys-Eagles game, the poor, poor night game here. Um, is it time to sell off the Cowboys players? Oh, yeah. Get them off your team? Um, sell all of them? Fire sell, baby. Yeah, I'd sell Zeke. I'd sell my, Maybe you had Michael Gallup still, and people like liked his game last night, I'd sell the hell out of that. Get that out of here, too. I'd, I'd want to keep Lamb still. I think Lamb has an interesting part in this offense. Cooper, I'd sell him. Um, does Travis Fulgham's success with Rager and Gal- uh, and Dallas God on the field make him worth holding? Uh, yes, he's definitely worth holding. I was just wanted to see how the optimism was like of him yeah. being team high targets, good in the offense, you know. But he did perform. Carson Wentz had a pretty bad day in the offense. Still got the yardage, got the touchdown. So I think he's a mainstay. Yeah, I think he's somewhat of a wide receiver three that you can stick around on your team for a little bit here. They've got matchups that are favorable, so uh, I like him moving forward still. I think he's still going to be somewhat of a high target share in this offense here. I don't see why they should get away from him. He's been successful with it. But that is our weekend rewind, buy or sell. Um, on the waiver time, guys, bye weeks, some pretty big bye weeks. Uh, Eagles, Browns. Ravens, not Ravens, Eagles, Browns, Rams, and Bengals this week. 
Uh, now we have waiver wire pickups, and it's not great right now. Uh, not at all. Uh, I, I've been talking to Jibs about this and some other people around the industry. And I'm like, I don't even know who I want to even pick up right now. It's like, is that an option to do nobody? Right now, again, as we always do, guys, we try to keep these guys under the 30% mark or so um, so that they're relatively available out there. I'll, we'll mention some guys who are somewhat more relevant out there, but these are the guys who are really under there. So, Jibs, who's your first waiver pickup? I'm going to go with Gus Edwards. He had uh, 16 carries for 87 yards last week. Did score a touchdown as like the fullback in the offensive formation. It is a tough matchup against the Colts, but I like the what I saw out of Dobbins as well. If he's he's probably a guy that you wouldn't highlight if he's on your waivers, someone dropped him. But I just think this Ravens rushing offense is just pretty good, and we saw them consolidate the carries of two people, and it kind of benefited both the guys. So I want to get a little piece of that offense. I get you, I get you. I don't hate that one. I'll bring him up in a few, but my first pickup, it's got to be Alan Lazar, guys. And we told you to pick him up last week. I mean, he's coming back in this offense. I think he's a good chance he plays in week nine. Uh, they just need, they need more weapons in this offense, just a little bit here to help out Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And Lazar, I think, has that trust with Aaron Rodgers. He looked good early, early on in the season. Uh, and if he gets back out here, I, I'm excited to see what he's able to do in this offense here. Uh, if you need a wide receiver, need a playmaker for that flex spot, I think Alan Lazar could end up providing you somewhat of a relevant game se- the rest of the season here once he gets on the field. So he is my number one pickup for the week. Uh, who's your number two there, Jibs? I'm going to go with Jordan Wilkins, the guy who had 20 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown last week. And it's just kind of just speculation. Maybe if you want to speculate if Jonathan Taylor is going to miss the game or whatnot, but I think he'll be even a standout cog in the offense. I don't think uh, Taylor's going to run away with the work, so I think he'll be a nice little add on your roster and see how it goes. Yeah, no, I don't hate that. I don't. I didn't put him in my top five picks this week. I just, I think this was just a one-week thing for me personally. But yeah, you never know. You never know. Honestly, it really could just be something where maybe Jonathan Taylor gets. I mean, Jordan Wilkins gets more work. <laughs> uh, my number two was Gus Edwards. Uh, there's rumors that Mark Ingram could be out in week nine. Um, I mean, 89 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the Ravens should be. A, 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 they're gonna run with him. They're not going to just go all in in Dobbins. Edwards is going to be very involved in this offense still. Uh, and if you need a wide receiver, for, a running back for the week at least, I mean, he's going to provide something for you at least. So that's something that I'd want to buy, at least in standard PPR and half-point PPR. You're pushing your luck, but it's something at least. That's kind of how I see with Gus Edwards right now. And what about your number three, Jibs? My number three is going to be um, Adam Lazard. And I just wanted to, you already gave all the good points, but if anyone did, it was the national game of the week, probably. So people saw the game and you see like EQ equating a St. Brown just dropping back to back passes. Guys just pass. And it just seemed like Devontae Adams was like the only consistent guy on the field and little um, freaking Robert Tunyon, but. It, they need a reliable receiver. Lazard was that guy early on last uh, in the beginning of the season before this cold muscle surgery he had. So I think when he comes back, I think there's going to be a reliable guy, and hopefully there's no trade so he can be the guy for these fantasy managers this week. Nice, Nicely said there, Jibs. Uh, my number three, um, and 
It's actually LaVisha Chenault. I know we kind of downplayed the Jacksonville team with the new quarterback situation, but uh, for me, it's like more of like a shot. Like they're coming out of bye. You know, Chenault is a multi-talented, multi-dimensional, somewhat of a a really strong multi-utility player. That's the way. I couldn't think of the right words. I'm saying dimensions and shit. Um, Wide receiver. And... I'd love to see what kind of way they make him more involved in this offense moving forward here. I mean, he's still relatively unowned, so I'd love to see get my shot and see if maybe he takes a step forward coming out of their bye against a good matchup against Houston this week. Um, and Jibs, who's your number four pickup? My number four pickup is going to be Miko Hardman. Had kind of like a little breakout game uh, last week, seven for 96 yards. And caught a touchdown. He is a part of that of uh, Kansas City offense. Obviously, this waiver claim would get kind of dampered if Sammy Watkins does return to good health. But I'm liking his usage. He played almost 70% of the snaps last week. So, it's a nice little guy you could pick up in deeper leagues. That might pay off for you. They played the Jets, Jibs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't hate that. I mean, at some point, he's going to have these games. You just have to hold out and put him in the right time frames for these big games he's going to have every once in a while so uh, my next one is russell gage he's been dropped over the last couple months i think of the season after a strong start but calvin Ridley, we all know unfortunately got banged up <laughs> um this past thursday night's game i mean there's a chance he sits i mean they have a week 10 by maybe they sit him in week nine and why risk it um and Russell Gage has looked good, and with Julio Jones at least on the field, almost everyone on that offense looks better with him on the field. So uh, Russell Gage could see himself a bigger target share into Week Nine for you this week. So, and then Jibs, wrap us up. Who's your last top five guy? That was a pretty good pick, Viva. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even think about that. But um, I'm just gonna go with Trey Burton. He scored a touchdown again on a rushing attempt, which is mind-boggling. So Jonathan Taylor got one less touchdown, but he's been somewhat productive, still hovering around about like three and a half catches per game, but has scored a double-digit PPR points for tight ends. And pe- so I think he's somewhat useful for managers, maybe on a bye week, or needs some streaming options. Yeah, no, uh, I get that a lot there. Uh, I tell people to pick, I've been telling people to pick up Trey Burton. A lot right now, and he has pretty good matchups going for it. He sure does. Uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Green Bay, not so much. Tennessee, Houston, Las Vegas, Houston. Exactly, and the fact that he's still leading the team in target snaps for the tight ends is a great sign. So, I like that. Uh, my fifth one is actually Drew Lock, guys. Um, and I wouldn't have done this unless I saw something out of Drew Lock this coming week here. Because they do play the Atlanta Falcons, and you know what the Atlanta Falcons, when it's on a Thursday night in the rain, usually they get the job done at the quarterback position here. Uh, Drew Locke showed something at least. He showed something to make him like, oh, this guy can play quarterback a little bit at least. Uh, again, it wasn't the best game for him, but he looked good. After the first couple of weeks we've seen him actually play, he didn't really do much. So the fact that he actually showed a great week eight, uh, gives me some vote of confidence that if you need a quarterback for week nine, they ha- he has a, one of the best matchups and probably one of the better least owned quarterbacks that you could get out there this weekend for week nine. 
that. Thank okay. you, sir. All right, and then we go into the west, the rest of the waivers here. The quarterback position, um, Jibs. I mean, right now, Nick Nick Falls, Tua, Kirk Cousins, the Jags quarterbacks, and then Kyle Allen. Anyone stand out there for you? You want to mention? Talk about? Not really. It's not a great week. It's not a great week. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not good at all. Kyle Allen has. I feel like Kyle Allen has some like long term success. I mean, they versus the Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas four straight weeks. He's someone if you're looking for a longer term option. I mean, you had Jimmy G. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins has his moments of greatness. Tua. I mean, I'd love to see what he does more before I really want to put him in my fantasy lineups. Nick Foles, I believe, has a good week this week. I put him in there for a yeah, reason. He has two good matchups in a row. Oh, he'll be my best. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota. I think I'd probably go Kyle Allen. Still coming off the bye week, I'm sure they got him somewhat more. Got his plays more buckled down a little bit. Uh, I want to mention these running backs here real quick. These are guys that owned over 30 percent in the leagues that. I think for the most part, Jibs, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that should probably be owned over anyone else probably on our top fives. Um, Michael P. Ryan, does he still does he do it for you over any of these guys? The our top fives? Oh, no. No, okay. Well, he's he, if you need a running back, I mean, he saw more snaps this week than Frank or uh, J.D. McKissick over these guys that we've talked about. Over our top five. Over your tight end, so he's not. He's uh, over some of them. Yeah, he he's in there too for me a little bit. He's just over the thirty percent mark, especially in PPR leagues. If you need someone, um, four good matchups in a row. Yeah, he does. What about Malcolm Brown? He's on a buy though. Probably not. Not if you need him for week nine. I mean, he's just the only one that stays on the field and stays consistently not injured. So, um, what about Jermichael Hasty? I like that. I'll take him. He would be your top guy over these guys? Top guy? Over all of your top five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's. I'd have him on there too, especially with Tevin Coleman going out. I don't know what his situation is. If Tevin Coleman's out there, he's another guy to consider. Um, let's see here. Who else we have here? What about, I mean, Zach Moss is kind of high, but he's not over 50%, I believe, yet. Is Zach Moss a top yeah, he's my top. He's over them. What about Jermichael Hasty or Zach Moss? I'll take Zach Moss. Zach Moss, yeah. He just has a better role for the whole season compared to Hasty. Uh, what about Damian Harris? He's owned at 35% of the league, so is he a top guy over these guys? Over your top five, not not like Moss or Hasty. I feel like there's a chance Damian Harris might be on the waiver wire with these guys. So you, this is a pretty good question. Um, depends how your team is. Like if you want the nah, I'll take actually. I'm taking Harris. He'd probably be I'd second. Take I think I'd take Alan Lazar over Harris unless I really needed an RB for the week. It's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, and then just a couple other guys who are out there that you might want to consider: Rashard Penny. I don't know if he's coming back or not, but if you want to have even IR spots to stash him, maybe Brian Hill is playing more. He's interesting. Um, Tony Pollard, Wayne Gallman, if he plays really well this tonight, which he probably won't. AJ Dillon, I've had on here. He's gonna, he's gonna eat, make you eat your words. I hope he does. <laughs> AJ Dillon's on the COVID, so you don't really want him. Uh, Divine o- o- uh, Ozigba. 
Um, that is an interesting option. I think he may be playing this week. And what about a guy like DJ Dallas, uh, Jibs here? You know, a pretty decent game, couple touchdowns. Um, but is he someone, and I, I didn't mention him on my top five because I firmly believe Chris Carson will be back. But is that someone obviously worth a pickup, obviously? Yeah, I think he's still worth the pickup, uh, even though you kind of missed it, the one-plate shot that delivered pretty good points last week and two touchdowns. I still think he's worth rostering. Chris Carson has been nicked up consistently this year, so it could be an emergency option. We didn't see Carlos Hyde till, uh, be active for the game or Travis Homer, so he could be the second guy in line for some time moving forward, so I think he's still worth the pickup. Like, do you want him or Gus Edwards? Would you pick up Gus Edwards? Gus Edwards, yeah, because you don't know what you're going to get from DJ Dallas. You're you're picking up a risk, but he could end up starting next week. Who knows? Uh, but I th- I think Chris Carson comes back personally in this game in this next week game. Um, anyone else really? Uh, Sony Michelle. I mean, just that's really it at that point. So, yeah. Uh, let's finish up with the wide receivers here. A um, couple names. I'll do like three here at a time here. Preston Williams, Nelson Aguilar, Keenan Cole. Not Preston Williams. Uh, I'm good all... Yeah, I'll still take Aguilar. Yeah, I, I think that was just a bad game or a matchup where they think there was a lot of... Again, the win was still pretty big on there that I'm not considering that was the real reason why he didn't see a bigger workload in this game. Um, Keenan Cole's okay. Preston Williams dropped two balls. Don't like that. Zach Pascal, Darrell Mooney, uh, Randall Cobb. I'm taking Mooney. Cobb, potential with the trade. I don't know if he leaves or if he'll be in line moving up on the depth chart. But and then Pascal. Uh, yeah, Jibs, I'm kind of on the same boat. I like Mooney. They kind of stepped up a little bit this past week. I think he continued that a little bit. Randall Cobb and you know Pascal, like our wide receiver th- three, low-end wide receiver threes are worse that you could take a shot on. Um, what about Tim Patrick, Hunter Renfell, Rashad Higgins? I like all of these guys. Yeah, I think all are worth a pickup. Um, I think Tim Patrick, if he's healthy, he's a, I think he's their number one. So Renfell's solid. Higgins, I think just a bad week. I think he can turn it around still. Again, I'm not thrilled with him, but he's okay. Uh, Jalen Rager, off his, going into his bye week. You cool with him? I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, if Corey Davis is out there, definitely should be picked up. I mean, he's looking great this season. I think he's, like, wide receiver 12 when he's on the field. Um, what about, like, Denzel Mims, uh, Jalen Gayton, Gutton, or Jacoby Myers? Uh, I'll take Mims. Yeah, I Mims all the... two catches, but had 42 yards. Better than a deep shot. Yeah, both of these guys are all really deep shot guys right now in my eyes. I mean... But Mims is probably going to be the wide receiver one on a bad football team. Uh, let's see. Curtis Samuel. Does he interest you now after some pretty solid back-to-back weeks? Hey, he was my sleeper last week. Put some respect to one name. He, he interests me. He, he was That's a sleeper, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's been pretty solid over the last... I must have did something wrong with him because he's definitely scored two touchdowns in this game here. I didn't put his touchdowns in. But yeah, he's he's somewhat worthy of a pickup. But I'm not like overly going to go out and get this guy. Um, Max Hall and Quincy Cephas, uh, they could be options with Kenny G going out. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, Cephas played more targets and snaps when Kenny G was out. I believe Muhammad Snu is going to be visiting there, so he's an option. Michael Pittman, he's coming. He got came back up injury. He actually played more snaps than 
Uh, T.Y. Hilton did, even though T.Y. got banged up. So he's an option that I would really consider because I, I, I like him the best out of a lot of the guys we just mentioned here. And we'll finish it up with tight ends now, Jibs. Um, I'm going to name them off, and you tell me if you like anyone. Uh, Darren Fells, Irv Smith Jr., Jordan Aikens, Tr Logan Thomas, Ross Dwelly, Jordan Reed, Albert O, Jared Everett, Harrison Bryant, Dalton Schultz. For that group, Smith Jr. interests me. Um, I think I'll give Logan Thomas the nod out of a whole group at the moment, besides Trey Burton. And um, after that, I'll take Albert O. I think he's gotten the touchdown last week, and he's been a pretty pretty uh, consistent hog in the office. Not like overly productive, but you're, you're seeing him out there. And the announcers have problems saying his name, so it's just a little fun little time. Yeah, I mean, I still like Irv Smith Jr. yet. Um, I mean, Dalton Schultz isn't still a bad an option. I think he's pretty solid to see five or six targets a game still. Uh, if Austin Hooper continues to not miss maybe the next week, Harrison, oh, Harrison Bryant's on a bye, so you're probably not going to pay to pick him up or not want to pick him up right now. A Darren Fells or Jordan Aikens, whatever one plays and starts, I don't hate them against the Jags this week. I'd love to see Jared Everett as a possible stash for the week uh, and going into their bye, but he's looked much better over lately, and maybe they try to work him into the game plan a little bit more. Um, so I'd love to see that. Albert O is kind of cool, but I don't know if he's going to see as much work behind uh, Noah Fant. Um, that's really it. Obviously, Logan Thomas, I like him probably the most out of most of these guys because he's the most consistent in seeing targets. Um, but again, guys, this is not a really great waiver wire pick right now. You just kind of have to take what you can find and make moves. Maybe talk trading players here. Um, just look into a lot of that right now. That's what you got to do if you're trying to make a playoff run. And I also just I just put an article out there today, guys, if you want to check it out. It's players to pick up or trade for to help your stretch of final games here for the playoffs or before the playoffs to get you into the playoffs. So check that out on the website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We have, obviously, our off season, off rest of season rankings, the weekly rankings. Our articles are up there every week with DFS stuff going on as well. Um, so check that all out. If you have any fantasy questions or you want us to reach out to us, um, you know you can always hit us up over on Twitter at CoachesFantasy. You can hit me up personally at Coach Stephen P. So hit us up, guys. Love to hear from you. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, until next time guys we'll be back on actually we're going to have another episode I think bonus episode this week so check out for that if not check us out on Thursday for our start and sits for week 9 so thank you guys for listening take care and have a good the one the back is not far fetched we got a couple of clock hands I've been feeling super duper how the heck they know the future come with me don't be a loser grass is green like pooper scoopers clueless analysts don't do the half of this in fact I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting shh like boom running like zoom the highest and mightiest entered the room high off the knowledge I'm feeling the fumes all players cover this nuts is look Opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track Listen up Jack, I'ma head back Back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that Go!